0: Had this moment where it's like, Oh, yeah, we're doing a show. Welcome. Hey, it's a plank show. It is a Wednesday edition of the program, but don't be too confused. We're at Cavens on a Wednesday, or as Teddy likes to say, a Wednesday. We are typically here on a Thursday, but uh, we got a lot to get to. So, Gary said, so Come on by on a Wednesday. And what do we like to say here on the program? Let's go. So, Cavens Group, CavensGroup.com, 405-573-3048. We're getting more rain here over the next hour, so we'll talk to Gary about uh, mold concerns, water remediation. In fact, we're going to do it right off the top. Good morning, Josh Elmer. How are you, bud? You good? Doing well. Doing well. Good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I am good. And congratulations to our buddy Trevor Lafoon and Norman North, you You caught two big-time soccer matches last night, didn't you?
1: Was out at Brian Young Memorial Field where there were goals, and there were goals aplenty for one Trevor (laughs) LaFoon and his Norman North girls. Six to four, they beat uh, Norman High last night. And then Northwest Klassen in in the uh, nightcap shocked Norman North, the uh, defending state champion in the boys' side, and uh, sent them packing.
0: Wow. Wow. Upset city. So we've got a lot to talk about from last night. I was in Tulsa. For softball, Oklahoma wins, 6-zip, OU baseball, uh, finally exercise the demons at Dallas Baptist, and we got transfer portal news, we've got uh, games starting in that, well, now 1-1 in the Knicks Heat Series, Lakers win their first game, and we might even fit in some NFL. But right off the top, we mentioned, unique to be here at Caven's on a Wednesday, but anytime Gary Caven says... Get here, we say let's go. Good morning, Gary. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Chris. I'm doing great. How well, about you? Well, you could have timed it better with more rain that's coming in. And, I know. Which, again, I didn't even know was in the forecast for today, but here we are. Um, gosh, where do you even want to start? Let's just start with this. This weekend, we're going to get our biggest warming trend that we've had. So you mix that with a lot of rain that we've had. What's some of the concerns as a homeowner? Because if you haven't – if you've got that leak that you're not aware of, I mean, this can accelerate problems – to the nth degree
2: it can it can you know it's now's the time to have those roof inspections get them quick and you know make sure that you know you're not you don't have any water intrusion uh groundwater intrusion roof water intrusion siding Um, the sides of buildings the sides of homes um, all those issues can lead up to uh, the perfect temperature the perfect humidity which would be mold growing um, because of the moisture getting into those walls ceilings or floors or cabinets and uh, once more mold stops it's hard to get rid of Um, it's a it's a process it's not bleach can't just get rid of mold Mm -hmm. all bleach does is change the color but the mold's still there so, you know, you have to hire a professional to come in and uh, do an investigation, do testing, and remove it properly so that it doesn't come back. Because if you don't remove it properly, it will come back. But this is definitely a time of the year that you want to make sure your envelope of your home or your business is watertight and you don't have water coming intruding into. But if you do, give Cavens a call. If you have flooding, we have water restoration, uh, structural drying, water extraction teams on standby twenty four seven three sixty five. If you have mold, mold issues, mold concerns, water intrusion, we have water intrusion investigators, and mold investigators ready to help you also.
0: Um, so it, as as we sit here and we talk a lot about this, Gary, you can't ignore it. It can't be something that it's like, okay, well, that's, that's something I can put off while I work on this, while I put on that. If you notice dark spots in your ceiling or even in a wall or you think you might have a leak, you cannot put that off at all.
2: No, not at all. You really want to get ahead of it um, and make sure it's not going to become an issue for your health and your family's well-being, your employees' well-being and their employees' health. It's really important. Um, they've, they've started doing a lot of research on mold and the effects of it and, and how it can affect the human body from fungal lung to um, you know allergy-like symptoms that can cause other issues. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. I'm not going to get into all of it, um, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stuff that if you have mold in an environment that you're living in or working in that can cause health issues. Issues. Um, a lot of one of the big things that we're seeing a lot commercially is air ducts. People don't have the air ducts clean, mm-hmm. and you get those that moisture during the summer from the humidity and those uh, units uh, dripping. And what happens is uh, it starts microbial growth in the air duct systems Ooh. and on the defu- diffusers and stuff like that so if you haven't had your air ducts clean that's something to keep an eye on too because we're seeing a high volume of mole growth in hvac duct systems right now
0: and you do you do that i mean the the, the mm-hmm. cleaning of the ducts is that sounds funny when i say just not saying air ducts you get your ducts and you clean your ducts but your ducts whenever you guys come in it's something you do and it's you, you have great deals on them you uh you're very thorough with it and you know, I think about every single season change right Summer isn't really known as an allergy season but you're coming off spring. I mean my my house is as dusty as get out because we got dirt and dust and blowing all over the place It's a good time to go ahead and get those air ducts cleaned out.
2: hundred percent a hundred percent and it's you know it's one of those things where it just it's preventative maintenance that keeps it from being a bigger problem if you have microbial growth in your duct system that's affecting your employees or affecting your family at home. Um, you know, you just want to be, you want to go ahead and get them cleaned once a year. And that just helps prevent that process from happening because all mold da- needs is, 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 you know, something to feed on and then it's mm-hmm. moisture. And once it has those two things, whether it's the backing on the sheetrock, uh, the backing on the insulation, um, um, uh, biofilm, which is dirts and debris that it can eat and, and grow on. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to get rid of,
0: um, Gary, there's so many things that, as a homeowner, and <laughs> I'm sitting here just thinking about my to-do list, but then I also think about a business owner. And if my to-do list is long in, hey, make sure your gutters are clean, whatever it might be, fix this thing. You know, as a business owner, you might have that laundry list of things you need done or things that can pop up. But you, and and obviously at Caven's, you can take that to-do list and just immediately remove it from a business owner on any maintenance or or, uh, any concerns on that front because your maintenance department basically takes that hassle and that stress out of the everyday life of business owners, rental property owners, fraternity house, sorority house owners.
2: 100%. We work for uh, sorority houses, frat houses, um, ATO, uh, Sigma Nu, Pi Beta Phi, uh, Bad Daddy's Burgers. We handle their facilities maintenance. Mm. Um, We work with... Armstrong Bank, we work with Arvis Bank, we work with um, uh, Brookfield Properties, who owns uh, several big shopping malls. Uh, we work with um, just th- the list goes on and on and on. There's cities we work with, um, Hertz Donuts, we work with Hertz Donuts, uh, the Wesley and Norman, um, we were work we work with them, um, you know, and we we there's so many so many more national chains that we work with uh, too, and you know. When you call our maintenance team, you're calling the best around. They're highly trained. They're really good at what they do. um, They they respond quickly. So when it comes to commercial maintenance, um, give us a call. And just keep in mind, when you give us a call, you're giving a local company a call that's really good. We serve all of Oklahoma, and we can help you from Tulsa down to Oklahoma City, to Norman, and we give back to the community. We've given back in the last five years $400,000 to the community. Mm. What other commercial maintenance company, water restoration company, uh, gives that kind of money back to the local community? There's just not a whole lot out there. And so not only are our teams top-notch when it comes to water, fire, mold, emergencies, uh, emergency board up, but then the commercial maintenance too and the roofing.
0: Anything else? Oh, roll-offs. Now, I'm always confused. Is spring cleaning supposed to happen going into the spring or coming out of the spring? I feel like it's going into the spring. Uh, I've got it backwards because I'm having to do it now. But let's just say you're in a position where you're trying to clean things up. You've got an attic or a basement, and there's just junk there, and you're going to do something different. Your roll-offs, affordable, efficient, and you take care of it all. 100%.
2: Uh, 100%. Uh, we have the roll offs, 12 uh, yard roll offs, ready and available uh, for you to clean out your attic, your garage, your house, um, get all those Amazon boxes that are piling up by the garage door. You know, whatever whatever issue you have, you know, we can drop a dumpster and help you out with that. Um, and, you know, if you have a business and you're cleaning your stock room, reorganizing it, anything like that, and need a place because the dumpster's too full, need another dumpster, we can help with that.
0: Yes, so, Amen. Anything else? Roofing, Chris? I mean, he's not here. He's always busy, Chris is out
2: uh, (laughs) doing roofing. He's inspecting roofs, keeping things going. And I appreciate you coming today. I'm going to run down to Texas tomorrow to do a a fire um, training for the day and and get a little more certification. Non-stop, man. Non-stop,
0: right? Yeah. Yes. Last
2: week, I got a new certification for mold, too. So we're just... You're
0: learning away, man. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, thanks, Gary. Appreciate Thank you me. having us out. Scary Caven's Cavins um, Group, 405-573-3048. I uh, thought we did Gary and off the top for those that aren't familiar. They're a major part of what we do here at the ref, and we're grateful for them and their support. Josh, um, I've got so much from Tulsa last night to share with you. It was here's here's one thing is we welcome you into a Wednesday edition of the Plank Show. That's Josh Helmer, and I'm Chris Plank. I came away with one very distinct, solid takeaway from my trip back to the 918 last night. You want to know what that one distinct, solid takeaway that I came away from Tulsa last night with?
1: Yes, I would love to know what that distinct, solid takeaway was (laughs) from your trip down to Tulsa last night.
0: We need to make sure more people know that we're on. (laughs) I I can't even begin to tell you the number of people that are like, hey, man, uh, miss you on the buzz, and my response is what? Well, I'm still on the buzz. And it's like, what? Or, hey, um, can we get your radio show down here? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, there's the app, but not only with the app, but I'm on, Josh and I are on 1430 every day from 9 to noon, and, you know, my one of my favorite people in the world is my father-in-law, the Brian man. Because any question that you bring up or any angle, and this is not a knock, Alice. My, my, I, had, I, had a, I had a little late dinner with the in-laws last night, Josh Helmer. Um, but uh, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law listens incessantly, and she's awesome. But my father-in-law's reaction to anything, and I mean anything that you see, I might be like, hey, did you see, uh, see that the Thomas Jefferson's on the $2 bill? His re- really? Really? Really, so I felt like I was saying that quite a bit last night, or, or getting that response from people a lot last night. It's like, hey man, I, I, glad to have you back in town. And my response is, well, you know, I'm we're still here in a lot of ways, and I would get the bryman's man's really, Re- really. So I don't know, Casey, Brian. This is just an idea. Uh, I was thinking a massive billboard campaign in the 918 might be good. Right? You know, just, and I don't know. I mean, I I better check with DC. Are we still even on in 1430 in Tulsa? (laughs) I mean, again, that is iHeart. And, you know, one day you're there, next day you're gone. You just never know. It could be vammals. Vomables, And then no one ever, it's like, what happened to so-and-so? Oh, yeah, the show got canceled. They might, in fact, there might be another Chris and Josh doing a show right now on 1430. Who knows? We certainly hope not. I hope not. I hope that's not the case. But anyway, we got to spread the word, Josh. I blame me for that. I don't. I don't know if I let people know enough on the place where most most of the olds hang. So I and, and I'm one of you now. So I probably need to remind people more on Facebook, right? That'd be good. That'd be a good place to start. But I think uh, can we billboard- call in
1: uh, a favor for you or something to like a TV station down there where we can just get you on to talk a little softball, and you could say, oh, by the way.
0: Just so you know. I don't know. Do the do the TV stations, I know, um, I think, the, do they still do the show on Sunday night on Channel 9? Good question. Okay. I mean, that but would be the know. spot. Right. But I also don't know if, like, Channel 8 or Channel 2 or Fox do anything. Now, I'll tell you what, Josh Helmer, I'll tell you what. I feel like that after um, after my man T.J. Eckert scooped me on the softball game getting rescheduled, I feel like we've rebuilt that bridge, so maybe there's a chance to get – and I was an intern at KTUL back in the days when Bryant Reeves was a, uh, was a Vancouver Grizzly. So, I mean, maybe that could be a, bil- a, a, a bridge that we rebuild, but eh, regardless, we're here, Tulsa. <laughs> Check it out. Nine to noon every single maybe this is a. T- maybe I need to have the crossover actually happen at like seven in the morning. It's like welcome to the crossover. We're doing it at 7 a.m. instead of 845. <laughs> of course that would kind of defeat the whole purpose of a crossover, right?
1: Yeah, that that wouldn't <laughs> yeah. uh, wouldn't necessarily work.
0: All right. Well, we got a lot to get to on the show. I talked to Coach Postgame last night, uh the T V side, ESPN plus uh, they talked to Alyssa Brito. We've uh, we, we've we've got a lot to get to on the program from softball last night. I uh, I love that Toby and TJ were talking about the uh, the buzz that's being generated about trying to do something for softball like Nebraska did for volleyball. I, I just, I think it's really cool to just be able, Josh, to have that conversation and feel like, feel like that it is something that could happen, but. There are these things called logistics, and there is—I um, don't know if the term would be an ends to the mean—but uh, there, there's obviously making sure that it's cost-effective. So we can we can dive back into that if you want. Um, but but when we come back, Oklahoma seems to be portal shopping a little bit more than maybe even I thought, Josh, and it seems to be really really specific on one position what's going on in the portal what does it mean we'll dive into it next right here on the ref <laughs> <laughs> problematic is one way to put it i just there were a couple times last night where i just could not even talk josh not during the broadcast not in the broadcast i was just like uh yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. so can i bust myself out real quick before we talk uh portal Welcome to the Plank Show. We're at Cavens on a Wednesday, 405-573-3048 or Cavinsgroup.com. Uh, I was feeling a little nostalgia yesterday being back on campus. I hadn't been on TU's campus in well, I mean for an event since since the last time softball went in, in any official capacity. I I haven't even bro this is this is real talk I love my alma mater obviously my Saturdays and my game days are pretty busy I got kids that are into 8,000 things I haven't been to a TU football game since I worked in Tulsa I haven't been to a TU basketball game since I lived in Tulsa so it's been it's been two trips to Tulsa for events 20 2018 softball and last night in fact I was talking to Grace Lyons before the game, and she's like, yeah, I've never played here, which is wild because Grace Lyons has been in college for 18 years. So I was feeling a little nostalgia, and right before the game started, I had to take a little drive by the old fraternity house. I had to see what was going on at the old Sigmachi house. And there was a moment, Josh, there was a moment. I was trying to explain this to, I think it was – Sooner Lisa. There was a moment where I'd stopped the car and I thought, Yeah, just go see what it looks like now. Right? I mean, I I do not go back to campus. I work at Oklahoma. Well, I mean, I I I basically live at sporting events at Oklahoma. This is kind this is my this is my home. This is where I live. I don't I don't go back. I'm not going back for reunions. I don't go back for homecoming. I don't go back for any of that stuff. But I was like, you know what? You go up there and just knock on the door and say, Hey, here's Plank, Pin number nine seven five, class of ninety seven, haven't seen the house in a while. Would love to walk around. Just want to poke
1: around, don't mind. Just me. Just want to
0: poke do not here to investigate anything. Right, right, right. I'm not I'm not here to try to be a buzzkill. If you guys are if you guys are whatever kids do nowadays, I'm not here to judge. I just I want to walk through the house. I want to see what memories get triggered. But I was out. And so then I thought, you know what? Game got over fairly quick last night. I had a little bit of time to, t- to kill before. Um, hit the road with some fam. And I drove back one more time. One more time. And I was like, just walk in there, dude. And I didn't do it. Couldn't
1: do it. How often do, do you it. think that happens?
0: I wonder. Well, I see, here's the thing, though, is there's a lot of things that I have forgotten in the 24, five years since I've graduated from college. But I distinctly remember clowning on alums when they would come by to just see the house. So I was like, Oh gosh, here comes this old guy to walk around and talk about the good old days for him. What a dork. So, what a what a loser this guy. I wonder what? how things are going that's with probably, his life.
1: It's probably why you wussed out. You're like, I don't want to, I can't be that guy.
0: I don't I don't want little Johnny uh, who's probably the the consul of the house right now, going, oh, gosh, another guy trying to relive his glory days. Sure, go ahead, Mr. Sigma Chi from the 90s. Walk around, relive your youth. But I didn't do it. It was cool. Uh, we had a little, I, I almost saw a little altercation with a little little fraternity boy. And, by the way, it's a fraternity, not a frat. You know what that means. You don't call your country. You don't call a fraternity a frat. Let's go. But in all seriousness, there was, in last night's softball game, uh, and, and I'm always for people coming to support the team, right? It's always good to have that. But there was a couple of an unnamed fraternity, and they had three guys, and one guy was trying to be the funny guy, but he was doing it in a way that it just, and number one, it wasn't funny. Number two, he was just yelling, And number three, he was saying some pretty crude things about the OU girls. There's women. He was saying some pretty crude things about Jordy. And it's the closest I came ever during a commercial break to going dad and putting the headset down and saying, you got to stop this right now. You cut this S out. It's not how we act at a softball game. You go down the line, you be crazy, but you're standing here behind home plate and you're saying that stuff? This crowd, go. No. Nah. Dad talks. You go. But I didn't have to. You want to know why I didn't have to, Josh? Because the TU fans that were sitting around him got up in his – well, it's not like the Bailey Ranch golf course fight that I saw. But the, <laughs> thanks again to TJ on that one. But TJ Eckert, that is. But, yeah, I, I, it was as close as I come. You know, Oklahoma State had a few times where – you know, they they put me right in the middle of the crowd, which is never a good thing in Stillwater. But I had a guy turn around one time, and I was pretty close, very close, and I'm, I would never say or do anything because I love my job. But this guy standing back there, and what he was saying, I, I was close, Josh. I was like, you listen, Dad is here, and he's telling you to go down the line or get out of here. Uh, and a bunch of TU fans that were standing there, and it was right by the – Handicap accessible area. This woman stood right up and she goes, we don't do that. You cut that out. Stop it. I was like, oh, let's go, Mom. Not caring. Another level. So kudos to the crowd that was there last night. And I think my boy, once he got that message, simmered down just a little bit and truly enjoyed the game. So it was fun. What a crowd, though, man. What an exciting crowd. Um, great event. Anytime you take Oklahoma and the Sooners to the 918 it's a completely different level of energy. I love it, and I'm excited to go back for football this year. Um, you know, we'll see what the future looks like in in softball. I'm sure that that's going to be a series that continues, or at least a game that continues well beyond Oklahoma's move to the SEC. Uh, and beyond me, wussing out and going my by my fraternity house. It's really cool to see what they've got going on right now in the 918. What's going on in the portal, Josh Helmer? Let's get into it. It's the Plank Show. We're at Cavens on a Wednesday, 405-573-3048, um What do you take, what does it mean to you when you see all the action that is currently taking place in the portal for OU at the receiver position? Now, it shouldn't be a surprise when – OU was very active in talking to a lot of receivers in the portal, right? I I was trying to to find the list. We used to have a Google drive, a, a Google um, a Google doc, and it's gone. I can't find it anywhere of all the guys that were in the portal and who went where. But I felt like of all the players that Oklahoma had had a public either offer or visit with. Because, again, Oklahoma or anyone that's recruiting in the portal, they don't make that public, but if the guys on social media do, then there's your end. But it seemed as if they were very active in the portal during the fall session, if you will, or the, the postseason session, in getting after the receiver position, and it landed Andrew L. Anthony. But now you hear that Jordan Tyson, out of Colorado, will be uh, – is coming to Norman. He's going to – and I, when I be – I'm trying to be clear on this. He's visiting. He hasn't committed quite yet. So Jordan Tyson, who is out at Colorado, visiting Oklahoma. Um, there was there was another wide receiver in Keon Coleman. J.D. Um, – is it Paquel Tweeted the other night, hey, nightmare via the portal in Keon Coleman – I'm keeping an eye on Oklahoma and LSU here. Um, What do you make of this? Is it surprising at all? Does it say anything about kind of where they – well, obviously it says something about where they fill that room is. But if you've already brought in one receiver out of the portal and we think, ah, they're done there, they might be going after a defensive tackle or linebacker depth, what do you make of this? Well, I mean,
1: exactly what you'd you'd think you'd make of it, that – Oklahoma feels like they need a little more wide receiver help. And you see somebody in Jordan Tyson that can come in. Six foot two, 180 pounds is what he was listed last year at Colorado and has, has produced 22 grabs, 470 yards, four touchdowns. So here's somebody that's been thrown into the fire a little bit. And, oh, by the way, Allen, Texas kid, a big-bodied wide receiver, somebody that can step right in and potentially help this team out of the spring game, it would be easy, I think, to reach the conclusion that uh, Oklahoma could use some help offensively, and particularly at the skill positions.
0: I am – see, I try not to get too caught up in this, but we, we cover Oklahoma Senior Football nonstop 24-7, 365, right? That's what the ref is all about. We've got a show that is daily committed to recruiting in locked in with Tyler and Parker every day from two to three and Travis as well. You've got uh, Parker Thune, one of the foremost connoisseurs of recruiting information that's on this station for three hours every day. And what Tyler has become as, as a recruiting guru uh, every day from, you know, two to three with locked in and three to six. We, we probably, we probably overcover recruiting to a certain extent and, I don't try to get too caught up into looking into things too much and trying to overanalyze them because we got a great crew to do that. But this I don't know, dude. This this really kind of piqued my attention, my interest, you know, when Emmett Jones took this job, did he look at that room and say, We we got a lot of work to do? You know, I think a lot of us try to take that overly optimistic look, hey, Jaden Gibson has that ability. Nick Anderson, we feel good about him, but neither one of them have been able to get on the field, one due to injury, right, and the other just hasn't been able to get on the field. Uh, Obviously, you have, you know, a couple of dudes, Drake Stoops, but he's entering his final season, right? Why am I completely blanking? on? Oh, Jalil Farouk, who has been there for a minute, and what he's becoming, you bring in Andrew Anthony from the transfer portal, you've got two freshmen that are coming in at at the end of the school year. But I guess maybe, Josh, as they started to really take inventory, they realized we've got good future guys, right? Look at 24 class, seems pretty locked up. Even a 25 guy already committed to come in. You've got two freshmen coming in uh, at the end of the season. Maybe they realize, okay, let's – let's get a stamp here on some guys that have had some experience because you start looking at the numbers and the guys who have been productive in a Sooner uniform is very small as when you look at that room as a whole. That's nothing against the guys that are in there. It's just the reality of the true production that we've seen on the field. So, I don't know about you, but I found that to be fascinating. That became what appears to be the number one position of need in the portal right now for the Sooners.
1: Yeah, and... You know, here's somebody that was a Pac-12 freshman of the week, special teams player of the week uh, against Arizona State. He had the uh, the big touchdown grab versus Oregon. And, you know, you look at his recruiting portfolio, and this is not somebody that had a, a ton of big major offers. It doesn't look like, at least what I'm looking at for Jordan Tyson from 24-7 Sports. You know that he signed with Colorado, but then beyond that, the offers playing. They're, they're this, Campbell, Colorado State, Incarnate Word, New Mexico, Sam Houston State, Texas State, and Tulsa. So here's somebody, though, that went and has has made plays at a Power 5 level that uh, obviously this Oklahoma coaching staff, they, they saw, and they've looked at the tape, and they feel like, yeah, this is somebody that can step in here and, and help us.
0: Yeah. I don't know about the Keon Coleman story. I don't know if if Parker or or Tyler have talked much about that. That's a fascinating one to me because it appears as if Mel Tucker is trying to do everything he can to convince Coleman to return to Michigan State. And you think about you know dramatic moments. I mean imagine if three key pieces from any football team go in the portal on the same day. And that's what happened to Michigan State on Sunday, where they had uh, Charles Brantley going to the portal, their quarterback and their best receiver all went into the portal, and Keon Coleman was one of them. So I don't, I don't know if this is a matter of Jordan Tyson, Keon Coleman, whoever decides they want to commit first, will have that opportunity. I don't know how in Oklahoma truly is on Coleman outside of the one report that's out there, but I think it's, I think it's really cool that Emmett Jones has been able to put his stamp on this receiving core as as quickly as he has. And then to see, they come out of spring and say, all right, let's go get more receiver help. And I dig it. And it looks like they're barking up the right trees. Well, we'll go more in-depth on this as the show rolls on. But, again, I felt some interesting news from last night with a report. And I think, you know, I want to make sure I give proper credit. I think I saw this first. Well, I saw it first on Sooner Gridiron, not going to lie. That's a a hell of a follow, at Sooner Gridiron on Twitter. I think Colin Kennedy had it, and – and then you have the rumors about Keon Coleman. So Jordan Tyson, Keon Coleman, two names to keep an eye out for in the portal, uh, reportedly for Oklahoma on the addition of depth to the receiver room. Quick break, what say you? Texts are next from the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It's a plank show right here on the ref. We're at Cavens on a Wednesday. A lot of really good stuff on the text line on this um I, I do like any time we bring up something of this nature, player, hey, visiting, portal guy, we'll see how it pans out. Immediately there is always, well, he's here and he's going here and the other guy's already going to LSU. Like, well, I mean, okay. It's, <laughs> Keon Coleman, we mentioned the tweet and that they're, you know, LSU and Oklahoma are considered to be two teams to keep an eye on. Yeah, really he's going been, to LSU. Yeah. Well, he's going to LSU. I don't know why you're – what are you even doing? He's going to LSU. This guy's going to OU. He's on campus. <laughs> I'm like, bro, we got we got three hours to fill, okay? I think it's okay, bud. Let us
1: stretch our legs a little bit, please.
0: This is good. I like this text real quick. Non-wide non, um, receiver related. As a TU alum writes the 214, I love going back to campus – but I feel like an old man when I go back to campus since I graduated from there before most of these kids were born I'll in the alumni tailgates. I still miss the late Catbird's tailgates, if you remember him. Oh, I remember Catbird. He was awesome. R.I.P. Great dude. Hated me. Couldn't stand me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Harry Willis, the great Harry Jean Willis and his, uh, his tailgates. Awesome. But it's a completely different world. It's a completely different campus. It's amazing. And how it constantly evolves. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there last night, and we've got a player in S.J. Guerin, and her mom and dad and I went to school together there, and it's like, how is this even possible? And I say that as somebody who has a kid in college now, too. So kudos to to you. Uh, I don't really know if they needed to do all that stuff. With some of the buildings they've built on campus. Listen, as someone who is very much geared towards athletics, it's amazing what the. Uh, I don't, you know me, I'm directionally challenged. Would that be the east side of campus? Cross Delaware? What they've done over there is amazing. But yeah. Uh, 580 Nate writes To be fair, we lost by far our best receiver to the draft. And he went late second. And that was about as good as he could have hoped for. We've got work to do at wide receiver. See, that's where I check in and I'm like, okay, so what is this then a sign of slash indication? Because there's always got to be the rest of the story. There's – to me there's always got to be a little bit more is it an indication that we're going to we're going to see a another name in the portal at the receiver position now you might say to yourself portal's closed but you know it's wednesday and as long as you got your stuff in on sunday this could still be in a processing phase is that what it means does it just mean, in general, Josh, that maybe some of those guys that we're counting on to be developmental dudes aren't quite there yet? I mean, or is it just a pure numbers thing? I mean, i you've currently, let's see here. Here's the wide receivers listed on OU's roster right now. And let's see, seven, eight. You've got 11 wide receivers listed on the roster. Now, I don't know there's a walk-on or two in here. But, and some of these dudes, I'm not going to lie, I've never heard of before in my life. But the receivers currently on OU's roster Jane Gibson, Jalil Farouk, Nick Anderson, Andrell Anthony, LV Bunkley Shelton, DJ Graham, Drake Stoops, JJ Hester, Gavin Freeman, M- Major Melson, uh, Cody Johnson, and Dallas Dudley. And I'm pretty sure those last three are walk ons. But, does this mean that we they just need more numbers? Does this mean that what Emmett Jones feels like he inherited needs more experience? Could it be a combination of all of them? I don't, I'm trying. I feel like I'm over reading into this because I tend to agree with what five eight oh Nate said. They feel like they've got to add more. All right. Um no response. No,
1: I'm sorry. I got caught up. <laughs> I got caught up reading somebody on the the text line. I, I sincerely apologize. It's okay. <laughs> all right.
0: But I just I wonder if it means that there's another shoe to drop on the I would, on the receiver position.
1: I would say it's fair to assume that all of it is true to some regard that Oklahoma feels, you know, whether it's Jaden Gibson or whether uh. Just anybody in the wide receiver room, young guys. I mean, Jane Gibson had a couple of drops in the spring game, right? It is what it is now. It's just one open spring practice, and we probably put way more into it than maybe we should. It could be simply a numbers thing. It could be that, that Gibson and Nick Anderson haven't come as far along as maybe they had hoped to this point. Could be the the numbers element. It could be the other transfer portal additions that they brought in in the last cycle with LV Bunkley-Shelton. Could be all of it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, and it could be, hey, you know, we've got these signees that we really like. But guess what? Jaquaze Petaway and Keon Brown aren't here yet. Mm-hmm. And so let's go get help. We've got a chance to get help. Andrel Anthony. Still needs to uh, get up to speed with what we're doing here. So, I think it could be a combination of all of it. I don't think it has to be this massive indictment on what's on campus. It can be a little bit of that sprinkled with,
0: you know, we got a chance to make ourselves better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's a good question from the 405. Why are they not looking at O-Lineman to add? Again, I'm not sure that they're not It's just, it's so hard, I think, to get any news portal-wise because the team doesn't have to share any information and anything that's out there is usually because of what? The player lets it be known or you've got, you know, with now four major entities covering recruiting in the portal uh, more hopping than it's ever been before. I, I would say that you have people that are covering the portal too. Non stop. So you don't get anything from teams. It makes it point being portal coverage is becoming like recruiting coverage. So now you know about visits and now you know about teams they're talking to, just like we did in the recruiting cycle, because it's like another recruiting cycle. uh One more. Sorry. I was, I thought I had teed you up beautifully. You did. you, you I'm did, sorry. And I, I... I'm just saying, then I got stunned. I was like, wait, hold on. Um, and let's see. There was one more here on the on the receiver side of things, and I wanted to uh, to get into. Oh yeah, um, the 402. OU is still looking in the portal because they have talent at wide receiver, but they have absolutely no proven production on top of a few that can't stay healthy in Anderson and Hester. Then you have Shelton slash Gibson that haven't shown they are consistent enough to even beat out a walk on in Freeman. And I don't, and I don't necessarily. Think that's a bad thing to say? You can't beat out Gavin Freeman. He ended up being a hell of a piece for the Sooners last year. So, yeah, can't beat out a walk on. That's fine. Walk on's pretty damn good, right? Ben Stoops was a walk on. I mean,
1: every once in a while, a walk on turns into a guy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And then not just a guy, a dude. All right, listen, we're way off. That's we're right. I, I got to take a time out. It's nine fifty two at Cavens on a Wednesday. When we come back. Uh, I talked to Patty Gasso, Alyssa Brito post game. We'll get to that, plus much more on a busy Wednesday right here on the ref. All right, hour one of the Plank Show is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, because Bob Stoops said so. 405-735-1167. 405-735-1167. Here's an interesting angle to all of this, and you tell me if you agree or not. 405 if you want to jump in on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Uh, Knievelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. That's where Frisco Sooner checked in. I feel like take or fake Josh Helmer on this one. Guys, I think we are fine at wide receiver if Dylan Gabriel can hit the guys in stride. I honestly believe that was the problem with some of the lack of production last year and also believe that is what made Baker, Kyler, and Jalen so good. They were all very good at getting the ball to these guys in space and letting them use their ability. Marinate on that one. We'll go in-depth on it next. Is it not a receiver problem? Is it a quarterback problem? (laughs) Is the playing show.